We're back! Welcome to the Dark Amen. We're back. We're really excited to be here with you today. Oh, there's the bad moon on the ride. Well, this is a good transition. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yeah. If you want to create an independent living doing something that you care about, you, my friend, have come to the right place. Your hosts are, if we were Homestar Runner characters, Corbett would be Homestar, the frontman, star of the show, utterly adorable, even without any arms. Caleb would be the cheat, smart as a whip, and totally to the limit. <laughs> and Chase, well, that's me. He would be Homesar. Looks great in a bowler, but is more than a little awkward and often says things that only make sense to him. That one comes to us from Jason Jacobs at FindingMyFitness.com. I wanted to be strong bad, Jason. So, did a little research. Here's uh, here's what it sounds like when strong bad kills Homesar. Hi, strong man. If you hate Hamsar so much, why don't you kill him? From Vinici. Do you know what, Vinny? You're right. I'll be right back. Hey, Hamsar! Why is it strong bad? Oh, man, Vinny. That feels so much better. Thanks a lot. Okay, so until next time, keep sending me your questions. And I will keep making fun of your punctuation and spelling. <laughs> oh, man. I love Homestar Runner so much. Good job, Jason. Thanks, man. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 63. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. All right, guys. We're back. Last episode, we talked about... Uh, we're back! Welcome to the We're back! We're really excited to be here with you today. Oh, there's the bad moon on the ride. Well, this is a good transition. Yeah, a little transition yeah. action. Your love is like a child away. Break it into my soul. God, what a great song. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is just the warm-up phase of the podcast. And you're a heartbreaker. Love taker! Don't you mess around with me! Tell us about the tell us about the episode, Caleb. So in this one we're gonna talk about hiring people and working with people as consultants or just friends doing favors for you how to figure out what you can delegate in your business and we're going to have it overbeat the whole time this is going to be tough but i feel like it's our chance caleb it's our chance now our chase chance just has the, to do this chase, for the next hour the okay quick get it out before he stops the beat so how do you want to start this one corbett so uh we don't want to do this is going to be really distracting at the same time though <laughs> maybe if i take my headphones off wait no i can still hear it um so we don't want to talk about higher we have a great episode we should mention do you know what episode that is teamwork makes the dream work uh, i will look it up 
I think Sorry, I'm fading out now. 16. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's the, that's the art 15. of my soul. That's my soul fart. Right I know. For you. I, just, I just thanked you for it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for, thank you for that. Number 16, teamwork 15. makes the dream work. 15. So, so in that episode, we talked a lot about how to hire people and how to structure agreements with people and where to find people and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. in this instance, we're talking more specifically about how to delegate certain tasks. Like if we talk about all the hats from the last episode, if we talk about the the tech hat or the marketing hat or whatever hat it is that you yeah. have to wear as an entrepreneur, how do you delegate that specific thing, whether it's to an employee or to a contractor or to a friend or whatever, yeah. how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How, which of the things are riskier or harder to delegate? Mm-hmm. Which of the things are easier to delegate? Which things should you delegate? That's kind of the general idea, right? Yeah. Yep, I like it. I'm excited about this one because uh, I don't know. There's a point in in a business where where you're actually ca- able to do this kind of thing. You know, there's a, there's definitely points in the business where you are not able to. And then after you do enough, for me, this is what my own story in this has been like. It's not until I realize that some things work and other things do not. It's not until I realize that there's a lot of stuff that I have to do all the time, and some of them are really important and others are not that important. Some of them are under the surface and some of them are visible to everyone. Like mm-hmm. there's, it wasn't until I did a lot of this for a long time that I realized, okay, 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 okay. It got to be like, there's an incision point right there. There's a dotted line right there, cut on this line. And that is, yeah, it's very easy for me to say, okay, someone else could, could do that stuff. Right. You know, and I, and I don't sacrifice my brand. I don't sacrifice my voice. I don't sacrifice the, this, I, the, the relationship I have with my audience that is so precious. Right. That's the, that's the, the only thing that we can, that we have. You know, and so if I delegate something that then calls into, to, to question my sort of authenticity with them and so in any kind of way, my, uh, all inness with them, then it is, uh, it's just, it's painful that way that, that could, that could hurt. It's kind of your framework. Right. So let's, so, and, and let's apply that framework and others to some different ideas. Should we list a bunch of hats and kind of go over them in terms of, what it's like to delegate things. What I'd love to hear, Corbett, from you is like, where, where did, do you remember the first time you you delegated something in one of your businesses? Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in this business specifically, um, the first thing that I delegated was design. Actually, oh, yeah. uh, I had someone I hired a designer to create a version of my website. A while back, and th- this kind of gets back to what Caleb was saying about tinkering too much with some things, yeah. like design. Design was one of those things I tinkered with, like an emmer effer. Oh, I'm- like a mother father, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a what, Caleb? Mother father, yeah, mother father, sister brother, <laughs> exactly, sister brother, <laughs> butter whistles, <laughs> um, ah, sugar. I really messed with design for a long time. And so you kind of have to ask yourself a couple of things like, does that make it something you should delegate just because it's the kind of thing that you're prone to really tinker with and waste a lot of time on? Um, or in my case, do you hire a designer and end up like undoing what you had the designer do a couple months later anyway, because you just, you're obsessed with tinkering with design mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Or yeah. for me, another thing that I tinkered with like a, a mother father was, um, headlines and 
taglines and the about page. Yeah. Like, I wrote and rewrote that stuff so many times. Yeah. That's basically all I did for the first year or so. It was like tweak my design and rewrite my tagline so over and like, over and you over had again. Like just a website with an about page, and you just kept changing it every day. Yeah, like, I didn't I, block anything. I re yeah exactly. It was just an about page. Um. So yeah, that that's part of the framework for me as well. I think is so those is sounded like both that. things that you were just tweaking and, and fiddling with, and you're like, like I don't want to, I don't want to keep fiddling with this stuff. Yeah. And and in some ways, by hiring someone to get you to work with you on that thing, it's like you take you're forced to take the result more serious, right? You can't fiddle with the design. I anymore. think so because you paid for it. Yeah, you know. So and you hired someone good. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And did you specifically set aside time while the person was working on the design to work on something else that would kind of help pay for the design? Um, no. In like that you case, didn't time the design with like working on a product or something. No. Like that. In that case, it came out before I had a product. Because I know when you I just brought out me of- on, hmm. like within those first three or four months, we completely built a brand new site and wrote a bunch of stuff for that with expert enough. Yeah. So when and I that, was taking over a lot of the support stuff and uh, content stuff, you were building that site and getting that already. And then after that, it was like building Starblog that matters. Like you spent your effort all on that. And so it was like you took whatever extra time you got by bringing someone on to spend it in a different way. Well, and didn't we relaunch um, Traffic School like very shortly after you came on? Yeah. As yeah. well. So, yeah. So, you know, and, and partly that's that's the whole process of getting smart about using resources um, in a way that adds to your bottom line, in a way that actually impacts the business. So, like when we brought Barrett on, um, we sat down and had a conversation about what are the specific things we want him to work on that we think will have an impact on our bottom line ultimately. Um, and in the beginning, I think it's really tempting to pay people to do a whole bunch of work that doesn't necessarily lead to anything meaningful, yeah. any revenue-generating activities. Yeah. You have to be really careful about mm-hmm. that. That's a really quick way to, sh- to sink a business. Yeah. For example, just legal costs. Like In the beginning, you could easily spend thousands of dollars on legal costs just getting things set up. Um, and if your business never gets off the ground, then that was all time wasted. Yeah. So you have to be really careful about that kind of stuff, and and uh, especially when you're spending money out of your own pocket that doesn't have revenue to back it up. Hmm. Well, yeah. like touching on like if it's revenue creation that you're hiring someone to do, like the opposite is maybe you're doing a bunch of things that aren't creating revenue, but if you hand those off to someone, you can go do things that will like cover that cost and then some, and that's right. why it's worth it. So what are what are some examples of that um different hats that you have to wear in the beginning things that you can easily hand off to someone else that aren't let's go with so last episode we talked a lot about the things that are really core to your business that you shouldn't be handing off we yeah. talked about you know product development we talked about the being the the CEO being your own boss mm-hmm. setting the strategy that sort of stuff is pretty hard to hand off you probably yeah. shouldn't because it'll damage your business if you do. Um, what are some things that are low-hanging fruit that you can hand off? Well, we, we, we talked a lot. Actually, we kept mentioning like accounting and things like that last episode. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, ever since the beginning, I was always like, I don't want to have to deal with this, and I don't want to have my wife to feel, deal with this, because she's really bright about it too. But she has her own business going on, so it was just like, let's just find someone to do our own personal taxes and, uh, and, and accounting stuff and uh, 
and they can also run my little, do the stuff for my little business that I had, mm-hmm. right? And so that was a real easy thing. So you found you found a service provider? Yeah, we just yeah, just someone that was a recommendation from someone else. It's like done. Let's just because we needed someone for our own personal stuff, anyways. And so we just and they're like, yeah, so incorporate us over here and do this with any other. And we asked them a few questions and they did all the work and we paid them, you know, because that's not very expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now that was in a client services thing. Okay. So where I am, a, I am a web designer and I'm working on, you know, anywhere two to $5,000 projects and I would get payments and 50% inst- installments kind of thing. You know what I mean? At the beginning of a project. So I had money coming in immediately. Uh, and it was a matter of, okay, where do we put this money? How do we track it? Like, you know, these kinds of things where it's like, okay, you just, you just deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was one thing that was really easy to delegate. Yeah. And so for us with, um, with fizzle. So in the past, um, I just ran the books for us using uh software called zero sort of like QuickBooks. Yeah. And that's fine. But a couple of things happened. One is, uh, you know, it, it does, it probably took four hours a month or something or six hours a month to maintain those books. And mm-hmm. at the end of the month, you have to go through and categorize everything and make yeah. sure it all ties back together, which is fine. And I know how to do that. Um, yeah. And I don't mind doing it, but it is six hours that I could be spending doing something else. Mm-hmm. So now that we can afford it and now that there are just more people involved in the business and also if we ever you know, have to uh, get a loan for something or whatever. It's good to have your books uh, independently maintained, or get audited, yeah. or yeah. get audited, or whatever. It's good to have your books independently maintained. So we have a um, a service. Uh, this group actually, we actually we could give them a, a plug. Um, we're pretty happy with that. Where do you want to put the plug? Where do plugs go, Chase? Normally, there's a there's a hole. You got to plug it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the well, show notes. I'm just gonna stop us right there. Okay. Before it goes down any. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we pay them for two things. One is taxes at the end of the year, but the other is every month they, uh, within a few days of the end of the month, they uh, go into our books and take care of everything. They yeah categorize everything, close the books, and make sure everything you know is accounted for and then they send me an email and then I go and just verify. So yeah. we pay, I don't know what that costs, like $150 a month or something yeah. and we pay for that and, and the books are taken care of and that frees up six hours of my month. That's, mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty good use of those funds. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so that so that is an easy one to do. Totally. Uh, and that and that's not something, so accounting is very important to your business but it's if we're talking about that framework that you were on earlier it's not one of those things that is uh you know super it's not the core of your business it's not the thing that you're selling it's not the product you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so that's the kind of thing that you can outsource yeah one that's a little bit more gray area i think is technology Mm. so we let's let's dive into that if you don't mind let's do it um so tech is one of those things where it can be the core of your business pretty yeah. easily. You mm-hmm. could be a software startup. You could be selling software. And in that case, it probably doesn't make sense to outsource the very thing that you know you're selling to other people. Yeah. But for most of us, if we're just trying to create, you know, uh, an ebook or an online course or to write a traditional book or whatever, there's a lot of tech stuff that you might need to do to make all of that happen. Especially if it's an online course that you're selling, you need to set up WordPress and to you know get a payment processor installed and to do all that kind of stuff, that's a big headache. And if you're not technologically inclined, if you haven't studied that stuff, yeah. that could take a really long time to learn and mm. to do well. Um, and so that's something that might make sense to outsource. Yeah, right? absolutely. 
Did you always do all of that stuff yourself, Caleb? Um, all the tech stuff? Yeah, I started building websites in high school just like for fun. Mm-hmm. And then did some more in college. And so by the time that I got around to actually blogging, I had already used WordPress before. And I already knew a little bit of design and stuff. So I just kind of did it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure and Chase it- has always just done all that stuff himself. And you have like a server background. So you just kind of did it all yourself too. Yeah. yeah. All that website server stuff. It's Once crazy. You start doing it yeah. for a while and your site starts to get to a certain size and starts to slow down and you have to go off the basic plan at whatever hosting company you have it starts to get over my head like a lot of stuff you know core but i don't understand yeah but that what's so crazy is um it can be so empowering to know how to do a little html and css and and php to be able to i don't know just to be able to do those things where i just wasted you know fiddling for three years you could you could say like now people are also paying you to do design work though and yeah I well and they didn't they, do design work and Corbett, they didn't for a long time kind of, though Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't until I had something to show. Yeah. yeah. And I was just wasting time on projects. And you could call that wasting time. But now I know how to, I know how to create an experience online. You know, even if I'm not a designer. Yeah. It, I know how to change the formatting of this or that or the other. Yep. And in some ways, it's just this basic kind of uh, knowledge of the technology that you're using. And it doesn't need to be expertise. Does not need to be yeah. expertise. Just like, hey, what is a paragraph tag? Like, what's a P tag? And how about a horizontal rule? And hey, you know, just the basics of it's this It's very satisfying to be able to change things yourself because yeah. the, the dark side of outsourcing things that are really important to your business. So accounting, it's like, yeah. if it doesn't get done for a few days, whatever, it's fine. Tech stuff, if you're in the middle of a product launch and, and your something breaks, down, yeah. and your site goes down and you have outsourced it, yeah. And you don't have someone that's like at your beck and call. It can be really frustrating to to feel beholden to something that you have no idea how to do. It's, it's interesting. It makes me think of like Scott Dinsmore, a guy that we've worked, a lot of guys that we've worked with yep. in the past, and that, that my, all my own clients as well. Um, who like it's a constant struggle to find someone really great to work with. Yep, you know because they. Unless you make them some sort of, unless they're somehow a partner in the business, which comes with its own challenges, like they're incentivized to go to the highest paying client. And um, now, even like Scott Dinsmore, whose business is at a very successful level, uh, he's constantly like, well, he just has to worry about these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's this whole other part of his business, whole other hat to wear yep. just to manage that person or that team yep. who's, who's responsible for x y and z anytime he makes a thing yep. we could we could create a new thing right now for fizzle you know a whole nother subdomain somewhere and just between us we'd just bat around some files and it'd be done yep you know because because of that work we've done yeah figuring out how to do this stuff but the the trouble is if you're at a point where you're building a business right now and you didn't spend the three years that you spent yeah. tweaking design and and learning php and stuff then is it worth investing all that time? Because there's all yeah. this, there's this kind of like, there, there's this idea floating around that, oh, learn how to code. It's really easy because there's Code Academy and there's Treehouse and mm-hmm. all these different places that will teach you. But that, that's a long road. It, you can't learn well, how to can code. Be. Here's what I would say. I would say, because uh, if you are serious and you're a pro at what you do and you're willing to spend some money to make some money, then don't, don't even worry about it. Uh, like in any serious way do i would say i would recommend everybody go do like the html course in treehouse or something like that because when you start and H- html is like not the greatest like actually css to me was the, like the the beginning of understanding 
the power of just like how, how code can leverage something. You know how like yeah. you could be like, oh, I do this one time and it repeats everywhere. It, it yeah. is so applicable everywhere. Right. It's a master sort of key yeah. to, to this sort of style in CSS. It's how you style your page. But then with PHP, you have these loops, you have these, you know, repeatable things that you end up being like, oh, interesting. This gets kind of powerful. It wasn't until I learned about PHP, uh, just, and I, I know almost nothing. I know very little about it. It wasn't until I started, started getting into fiddling with the tools that, and then ideas started falling out. Like, like, oh wow, I could do this. Oh wow, I could do that. And yeah. now I have this, I have this itch that I've got in my life over here where it's like, I wish somebody would, well, I know how something like that could potentially work. Right. And I could fiddle around with it. So there's different purposes though. There's, there really is. The being able to do everything yourself from scratch. Yeah. That's like one level. And that's, that takes years of, yeah. of learning. Being able to tweak an HTML tag. Because you re- you recognize that it's out of place and that's what's mm-hmm. causing this part of the page not to work. Like yeah. that's really that that level of expertise you can get to pretty quickly. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's really an hour. And a, that's an hour and a half of a of a treehouse video. That basically. that might be true. You know? um, learning enough so that when you have a conversation with someone that you're about to hire, you can judge a little bit about whether or not they know what they're talking about. Like yeah. that's valuable and and a little bit easier as mm-hmm. well. So you kind of have to decide how much of this you're going to learn. Yeah. But the same is true of accounting as well. It's like, you know, you can outsource it completely blind and know nothing about it and you're totally beholden to those people and you'll never know if they're cooking the books or if they mess yeah. something up badly enough that it's going yep. to maybe you think that you have x yeah. cash flow but you don't because they mess something up and I'm you very can't close with someone it. who just had to do that in their business they they just realized like our bookkeeper has kind of screwed us on this really and now we have to pay you know a handful of figures to the government based on some uber mess up of theirs really yeah and it's just like this guy's gone Totally, yeah, this is but still, gone. yeah. So, you but now could they have still avoided, have to pay the price. You could have avoided that earlier if yeah. you paid attention to the books, and if you took that two-hour class that it just showed you, like here's what this means, and here's what this means, yeah, and totally. you know, it makes you a lot more powerful. Yeah, it's the, it, yeah, it is the expert enough concept, which is you know, eighty percent of the knowledge is gained from twenty percent of the effort. Mm-hmm. So you can make a lot of progress with a few hours of yeah. knowledge. Yeah, and also it's just these are the building building blocks of your business. You know, it's like for me with graphic design, I've never really taken a history and graphic design course. I'm at your house right now, Corbett, and I was thumbing through this old, big, big old graphic design history book. And I love it. And I know very well, I'm going to spend time learning this. I can spend a year learning this, right? I guess just like lackadaisically over the course of a year, kind of get, you know, get to understand some of the phases that we've gone through, the way that the technologies like the printing press have changed things, the way, you know, that digital th- tools have changed things. This is the same with your business. The, knowing the history of graphic design will make me better at what, uh, at, as a designer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Knowing uh, the basics of accounting, finance, and maybe some, some web sort of stuff. It's just, that's just par for the course. Right. This is, this is the table stakes. You got to do this because it will make you better at what you do. Well, and it helps you evaluate whether or not you should outsource it, you yeah. know, because you can just assume, oh, this is impossible. I, I'm never going to know how to do this. Yeah. But until you actually take that course and spend the two hours to get the basic overview of sure. it, yeah, you're not going to be able to make an. Informed and I guess decision. for me, it would be so important that the mindset of this is not like, oh no, I really have to go learn this stuff. Oh no, more stuff to learn. No, oh, no, no, just just you know, take over the course of over the course of seven months, you know, just. Every now and again, have a calendar event that's that, where you schedule wasting an hour on 
you know, treehouse, teamtreehouse.com, I think is the URL. And just kind of go, you know, spend an hour in the HTML where they have you actually create a little project. And it's, you, you're never going to sell this project for money. Right. But guess what? You're going to know this, th- that stuff for the rest of your life. And it might save your bacon during a launch one day exactly. when you can't find your tech guy. So it's not about some like, oh, I really need to do this or I need to know this or I got to find the best guy in X, Y, and Z. It's like there's gonna be a lot of there can be a lot of stress and strain about this. Just look at it as a, as like a long a longer term ongoing adventure of learning that you only have to learn this stuff once. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, again, we don't want to rehash the whole uh, episode fifteen. Teamwork makes the dream work because there's a lot of good stuff in there. But yeah, this is you you mentioned this in the last episode. Um, this is maybe a great opportunity to partner with someone. So think about the areas that are really important that you're not good at. So it might be tech. Yeah. Like that's a really great example. There are a lot of people who are pretty good with technology out there who don't have other core expertise or an idea for a business or yeah. they're not good at writing blog posts and marketing and things like that. That could be a really great person to partner up with. We see a lot of times husband and wife teams like in the the food blogging course in Fizzle mm-hmm. with um, John and Dana from Minimalist Baker. Mm-hmm. Dana is the content person. She knows uh, you know, how to make great recipes and how to photograph yeah. the food and how yeah. to write the blog posts and how to build the following. Whereas John, her husband, is really good on the tech side. Yeah. And those uh, relationships are great sometimes because it's it's almost the perfect storm. You've got somebody who's yep. really good with the customer and somebody who's really good behind the scenes gluing everything together. Um, and uh, so don't underestimate that. Like if if you're really totally. good with tech, go find somebody who isn't who needs a partner. Yeah, or, or just go get person. married. You know, go right. married to someone, uh, or, but or like a friend or someone you can like, exchange. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you think of like the technology that you choose is kind of like a partner that way because when my wife wanted to start it up her little thing that she kind of has abandoned. I was just like, you know what? Go learn Square. Go here. Go go do Squarespace. You know, go do Squarespace. Here's I'm somebody who you know a lot of people are are approaching and asking all the time. Hey, will you design my website? Hey, will you do-? for some reason people think I'm good at this. I have a track record of doing good stuff. And here's my lovely wife, and she's like, I need a website, and I'm like. Go do it yourself on Squarespace because guess what? Do it yourself. You're going to spend an hour and a half figuring out how to make this thing work and you're going to know exactly how to make every change you want to make for the rest of your life in this thing. And a a tool like that, you don't just have a website and a blog. You have a commerce engine plugged into that. You have, you know, galleries and podcasting. Everything is built into it. As long as you can, and they have twenty four seven customer support. Where then they shouldn't, they should be paying us to say this. You know, I was going to say this sounds like an ad, but trust me, it's they not. have twenty four seven customer support. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, but Tell them what they've won. You Chase. can use coupon code something something to. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> you can use coupon code. I just dumped in tall cotton, and they will uh, give you exactly nothing. You just did unfortunately. what? Yeah, dumped. Dumped. See, I'm trying to like kind of color things a little bit different. Next Why? I'm just, because I'm just, I'm just sick of putting the beeps in. What's your yeah. f- problem, it's, Chase? It's, ah! <laughs> it's all selfish. It's, it's all less selfish. work later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. I think I want to yeah. touch on something real quick. So Chris Ducker, you can touch anywhere you want. Works with virtual assistants and has a whole staff of them in the Philippines. He has this little framework that he has yeah, people if, go through. If people don't know, Chris Ducker has about 200 employees. Yeah. yeah. He's the real deal. And they're all beautiful, 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 you know, people in where is he? He's the Philippines. Philippines. I was I'm always I never really know You're like somewhere over there. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. Like, yeah. in Philadelphia. So I think it's like it's in off, Philly. It's off Long Island somewhere. Yeah. It's somewhere not close. <laughs> exactly. 
And so he has these three questions you ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what someone that you hire or work with could do. So the first one is, what do you hate doing? The next one is, what do you not know how to do? Or like, what can you not do? And then the third one is, what you, should you not be doing? So like mm. the accounting thing, Corbett, was, did you hate doing it? No. Nope. No, probably not. Like you just, you were doing it for so long, you just kind of got used to it. Could you do it? Yeah, you could do it, but you probably shouldn't have been spending your time right. six hours a month doing that yep. thing. So you go through those three questions and you just list out as many things as you can think of. And they might be in a certain area. You might find that it's all tech related stuff like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Or you might find it's all content related stuff or maybe it's all like social media or it's all uh, like legal and accounting things like whatever the areas are. Then you can kind of hire to fill all those all those needs that you yeah, see. Yeah, I like that. That's a good framework. It's a good framework. Well, we have a link to that in the show notes somewhere. Now we have to because you're asking me. You put me on the spot. <laughs> hey, so um, quick question. Is there anything else on tech that we need to cover in terms of outsourcing it? I guess I think we could do a whole video episode. Maybe is one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there are different kinds of tech. That's a yeah. good point. There's the website itself. There's the... Imagine like if you do a podcast every week, you could decide, God forbid, am I going to learn how to edit this and publish it? Or could I pay someone to do this work every week? And that's a a great sort of arm's length kind of transaction where... um, And that's sort of the theme of this show, CIPS. Could I pay someone? (laughs) Right. (laughs) CIPS, KIPS. Well, and the question is like, when you outsource something, how much of the secret sauce of your business is involved in that thing that you're outsourcing and how interchangeable are the resources that would do that thing for you. So outsourcing, editing your podcast, or let's say making transcripts of a video, like that sort of service is a nice plug and play sort of thing where you can just plug in a different service provider to do that for you. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. um, if it's your website and you have a product for sale that is integrated to a bunch of different services that you use like that gets more complicated yeah and that's more you know that's a better candidate for having someone who's a part of your business do it as opposed to a totally independent service provider yeah i totally agree so you mean basically if you're going to give someone control to your site like there's a little bit more consideration to be had like is that what you mean well it's just more like you have to recognize how much of your business is dependent on the service providers so mm-hmm. that you can recognize where the risky points are, the weak gotcha. points. If this yeah. person, you know, decides that they don't do this anymore, how up a creek am I? You mm. know? Mm. Yeah. That sort of thing. Mm. Mm. And it's just a consideration. Mm. Then there's I love, things like I love creeks. Like we talked about design a little bit for websites, but I think there's also things like ebooks and landing pages and like regular books and stuff like that. And then there's the whole branding and like just the overall look and feel of your business and how do people respond to it? Like that could be outsourced too. Mm -hmm. And that, that brings up another category. That's Mm. a different kind of outsourcing, which is that's sort of a one-off thing, which makes it a nice little package that you can outsource to say, here's a project you know, yeah. I'll pay you to do this or, you know, we'll barter for it or whatever it is. I'll give you favors. Yeah. Um, it, you give me this thing back and we're done. So I don't have to rely on you showing up every week to do this thing. It's totally. just a one-off project. Yeah. And in, in the, uh, 
in the design course in Fizzle, like we, I didn't make that for designers. I made it for business builders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the essentials of web design for business builders. And we get into a lot of this brand type stuff. And it was just curious to have to solve that problem when I was creating that and just trying to figure out like, okay, these are, these are for, this is for like the people that I, that I know within Fizzle who, uh, they have a, they have a decent business. They have a good thing going on and it can, it's going to get bigger, but they're not web designers, you mm-hmm. know, and they, they need to understand what their brand is. A lot of the times we have to know that more than any service provider that we would hire to help us develop our website and our quote unquote brand because we just have to know more who we're doing this for and what they want and all this other stuff. So if you are struggling or thinking through that, there's a lot of exercises and activities to do to really figure out like, okay, you know, like even just trying to figure out what's the tagline, mm-hmm. you know, what, like don't going through that research, re, like exercises, uh, is, can be tough unless when we have like some frameworks in there in our elevator pitch, uh, course as well. But like just figuring through those things about your brand like, what does it stand for? What does it mean? What are what is a brand? Like, what are good examples of brands? What if your brand was a movie? Uh, who would be cast as the <laughs> as the main uh, character? Uh, you know what I mean? Is it an Al, is Al Pacino? Is it, is it Marlon Al Pacino? Brando? Is it Marlon Brando? Is this just a setup for you to do an impression? I, you know who does the best? You know who does the the some of the best impersonations I've ever seen is Chris Ducker, like you mentioned. Corvette, Caleb, whoever he does you are. a good Pacino, yeah. Oh my God, he does a uh, uh, De Niro. Yeah, he just De does Niro, like gangster yeah. impressions. Yeah, and I just I can't. Yeah. I wish you could see my face right now. When he he does this, yeah, he does this face thing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so uh, if you see Chris Ducker at a conference, yeah, and he loves doing it, to, he loves yeah. doing it, and then you can email him at Chris at I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna uh, use it for that. That's good. Um, so, uh, so I don't know where, where, where else can we want to go. I mean, we were talking. Well, I mean, just to put a pin on that and that brand thing. Yeah, it's really. I know. I know your pain, <laughs> dear listener. I know the pain of. I need to hire someone, and I've always been on the other side of this. I'm the guy being hired to help someone figure out their brand, you know, and that's what we, that's what got, got me any recognition and success was I ended up being really good at the brand thing. Design farts out. Design was to me was like a commodity. The actual, what this looks like on the page is just don't screw up what we decided about the brand and the story of this business. Right. Um, and that is a really tough thing to do. And, and it's always this, uh, the best thing you could find. I mean, one of the lessons in that, the uh, you know essentials of web design course and uh, the, I want to stop talking about that, but it, it's just such a painful problem. One of the one of the lessons is on like okay, how do we find a designer and how do I go t- to that designer and say here's what I know I'd like to know here's what I know about my business and here's where I need your help figuring out what my business is about because I think you have a good eye and ear for this kind of stuff. Yep. So um, I don't know. I just wanted to say it's really tough I, I feel your pain and outsourcing because i mean how many how many brutally bad i've heard a lot of stories about people working with any service provider but especially like designers and things like that because most of us designers we're like little babies we're little boys you know we're little little boys and girls yeah. trying to figure out like you know we, we got in design because we like we're like oh look at me it's a it's you know? a big bummer when you you bet on someone like that and yeah. then they just don't finish the project for you. Like oh, that yeah. happens a lot. And it happens so much. Yeah. And there's just so there's yeah. a lack of the so, professionalism. So and delegating stuff. And, and outsourcing stuff isn't always a it's not always a panacea. It doesn't go it doesn't yeah, but what is panacea? Is that like a, a flax cereal? Yeah. Is that like Pangea? It, it's sort of. 
except not as perfect. I like the. I really like the idea of Caleb being like a kind of a podunk. Dude. Is that like Pangea? Man, I heard about that. That is crazy. A few years back, the world was all put together in one little one little lump. Yep. That was like a podunk pause bar. (laughs) (laughs) Topped off with a wash bomb. Pause block followed by a watch bomb. We should just have it's an episode where we just string together inside jokes the whole time. We could probably fill an hour at this point. Oh, goodness so gracious. So you were saying about Corbett, Pangea, you were saying? Pa- panacea. No, it's not, so outsourcing isn't always a cure-all because... Yeah. Uh, sometimes people leave you high and dry, you know. Yeah. So you, you have to you have to not think of it as okay. Either I'm going to do it myself or I'm going to outsource it. Either you're going to do it yourself, and there's you know pros and cons to that, or I'm going to outsource it. But there are ways that that can go wrong as well. So you know, kind of yeah. keep that in mind when you're when you're doing this. So all right, so we've covered tech, we've talked about accounting, we've talked about um, design a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other things are good candidates for outsourcing? What about customer support? Is that something you, could- well, it's interesting, right? Because we're, we're in, in all of these areas where we could delegate, there are software applications that lever that, that can pull a lot of the weight, if not all That's the weight, true. right? That's like, true. so we mentioned Squarespace with design and with website making, right? Yep. Beautiful templates, throwing your own photography. All of a sudden, you're like, I got a website, yep. you know? Oh, guess what? I also have a store. Oh, guess what? I also have a podcast engine. Oh, guess what? I also have all this other stuff, yep. right? Really great technology that helps us do things that we used to have to hire people for. I mean, with, with customer service, uh, it's, it's much more difficult because someone's going to have to actually answer that email. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are tools like Zendesk and uh, Desk.com and Intercom. Intercom and stuff like that where you, you it, it can sort of automate some of these processes for you, mm-hmm. right? Um, at least it captures it all in one place. You can have some uh, common responses. You can set up autoresponders in a series that answer all common questions so that you get less emails uh, for support in the future and all that kind of stuff. So whenever you think about delegating something, there's probably a software application that that's built for that thing that gets you some of the way there. It's true. Especially for upfront. Especially in the beginning yeah. where it, it, you know whether or not you do that thing perfectly really doesn't matter because like, it's yeah. not the core of your business. Totally. And thinking about your brand and design, oh yeah, you know you got to you got to really make an impression, you really got to this that, and the other. You know what? Let's put a website out there, write something great, see if anybody comes to it, work your ass off, take let it take a couple years to actually grow and develop. So just start with square space yeah because your design doesn't i mean design is not substance design is is a container um and and it's the substance that will grow your business true you know but think about how much time you can spend on customer support and just email alone as you grow and get hundreds of emails a day this is where like yeah delegation can turn into i have i have uh i have values you know, like yeah. sometimes delegation is saying, I don't answer emails on this time or that time or, or being just able to say, rules. I, yeah, I, I'm really swamped right now, but thanks so much for the email. Uh, you just knowing that like I have a whole, the heart of my business is not customer support right? until you get to a certain part where maybe it ends up being a very valuable part of your and business. And again, that gets back to the part of the framework we talked about earlier, which is uh, question your assumptions about how important it is that you actually do this thing to begin with. Yeah. So a lot of times you're just looking at, should I do it or should I outsource it? But the real question is, does this need to be done at all? Yeah. Or are there ways to dramatically reduce the amount of the stuff that we have to do? <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Customer support is a hard one because um, 
you want to be there for people and and especially in the beginning you're getting such valuable feedback mm. from people yeah. about your product or service. I mean or for a long time uh, for the since the beginning of Fizzle we have all gotten customer support emails. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us yeah. has been in customer yeah, we support. We, we've we've forced ourselves all three of us to be in customer support, yep. right? Because we have this vision and this value that like being close to these customers is going to teach us more about how to make our product better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super valuable. And then it was like, okay, after a year and a half, it's like, all right, maybe it'd be great to not have to spend two hours a day inside of this thing answering emails for all three of us. Um, then we, we brought on Barrett this, the, you know, to, to run this part of our business for us. And he's developing processes and systems just to really go make that uh, an awesome part rather than just a thing that we're just trying to fit in by the end of the day. Right. You know? Um, so just, it's very, most of this delegation stuff ends up being very logical in terms of let it take some time. Let there be some rub. Let it be the kind of thing where it doesn't scale from the start because that's where you're going to actually learn some things about what is and isn't valuable about your business. What do you guys think about delegating like actual content and making products? And I stuff was like thinking that? about that. You know, that, that's, that's, I know, I know people who do that, right? You see businesses that do that. And that, those are publishing what? houses who, who, who like will hire, who have got guests. Basically, ghostwriters. There's ghostwriting, which is you'll be amazed to know in a product that uh, no everywhere, just everywhere. I mean, ghostwriting is so predominant; it's crazy because you never really you're like, oh my god, that really is a ghostwriter. Like you hear it, and it's just like, oh my god, the whole. But there's a lot of really ghostwriting, right? Yeah, there can be, and there's also there's also stuff that's like fine. You know, I know that for me, half the time when I'm I I don't I've never ghostwritten anything, and I've never had anything ghostwritten for me, and it feels very unnatural and feels very like the kind of thing I don't don't want to be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of friends uh, who, actually, no, I know a couple guys who have written whole books for people that that that, that then get that, that other person's name on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and they are actually, you know, doing yeah, I, all the work Yeah, I'll for say, I, I, I know people in our space who have written books that are ghostwritten. Ghost and to be frank, it, I, I used to think like, how oh, horrible. And now I'm like, you know what? I love this idea so much and I'm also not the best communicator of it because I'm so close to it. You know what I mean? Like me and my natural way of doing things sometimes, it takes a lot of work to get me to actually communicate to to to, <laughs> to people who don't have the same insecurities and fears and things as I do, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the way I communicate isn't that effective. Um and now I'm th- seeing that and going like, hmm, I wonder if so- like I want to work with an editor to make my stuff better, mm-hmm. right? And so is that ghostwriting? No, you know, it's, it's not different, yeah, right. So, but but the point being, when I hear you say that question, actually, Caleb, I think of kind of like publishing house content farms, where it's like I just pay to get a bunch of articles made, right? But and do you hope know that's anyone long tail. who's done that successfully? No, I and no. I and if I and if I do, I I, I actually yeah, I went know. down that road a little bit. Um, when uh, I had a VA, like a full-time VA yeah. overseas, and you're just thinking of like, how am I going to fill this person's day with mm-hmm. things? And um, I had some articles written, and the idea was to have articles that answer questions that people would have in search engines yeah. that you don't publish as a blog post, but they're just like there, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hopefully. They're in the site map, them. but not really like accessible on the site. They were just not good enough, like, mm-hmm. you know. Not good enough to feel good about publishing. Yeah, so and, I'll, I'll so, give you an example of something that I've heard that's actually worked. So, yeah, Nathan Berry had an app design handbook, and iOS seven was coming out for the iPhone, 
and he wanted to update it, but he didn't he, like he didn't really have the the energy or the urge to like get it done and and in our mastermind group he's like talking about that and he's like well and i don't even know if i had have enough to add like to be an expert at it or whatever and we're like well why don't you find another designer or someone that you can partner with so what he did was he brought on someone and you know split revenue of the next launch of the book had that person contribute the updates for ios 7 yeah that guy also like ended up shooting a bunch of interviews that got added to the product too and then they relaunched it that way. So it's like, nice. if you're updating something, yeah. maybe you don't feel like you have the expertise or like if you're doing a course on audio totally. editing and you only knew logic, but you wanted someone to teach audition logic. Like at the same time or something, yeah. you could like partner it with the different people that have the different knowledge and help you actually get to the finish line. Logic rhymes with logic. Logic, logic. Caleb, logic, logic does. bomb. Always does. Yep. Always. Unless unless you're from <laughs> it does always does unless you're from Poland then they get kind of right. angry about the pronunciation fifty percent yeah. of the time it works every time Wojcik <laughs> is that what it is Wojcik yeah right pretty close yeah yeah Wojcik. something like that yeah. Wojcik Wojcik I'll have to oh. look into a Polish iTunes review and see these people and they're just they just take these letters and they make them do all of these kinds of things that they don't want to do I know you know, and they just smash consonants and next to each I other. doesn't want to be doesn't want to sound like that it does just a J doesn't. really want to be next to a C yeah that never ever if you actually ask them what they wanted to do would never do that so this is a great example of people who are literally trying to create things that just shouldn't exist in the world yeah nobody wants that no, no letter wants to be treated that way. It's jammed up right against stuff. So is there anything else you can delegate that we covered everything? Uh, let's see. I got a list here. Gardening. What about video video editing? That's a good one, right? Well, I mean, I guess we yeah. kind of covered that with tech skills. Yeah, that's the sort of general tech stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, the hardest part on this is going to be finding the people. What about stuff in your personal life that helps you focus on your business more? Mm. Like getting a house cleaner, someone that Actually, runs no, errands. I've, or... I've exported or, or um, uh, outsourced uh, sort of spending time with my son. It's been awesome. So uh, I have a VA uh, here <laughs> yeah. in town that... Out, off, no, but in a offshore. way, like having a nanny or yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. So school they have a they have a Google Hangout every day. <laughs> you just plop, yeah. You just plop Aiden in and front we of Google some, Hangout. Yeah, we made some software that looks like it's me, but yep. it's actually it's, nice. It's actually an uh, iPad. Yeah, you know, um, having a housekeeper has been a game changer oh, yeah. for me. I can only imagine. I just, I just don't. Do I'm the bother. dumbest guy in the world for not having done that yet, and it's so so dumb. It's it, it's great for a couple of reasons. One is. Um, it's just nice to not you ever touch a vacuum or a toilet brush or yeah. whatever. That's great. Um, it saves a few hours. Yeah, probably four hours mm-hmm. a week or yeah. something of mm-hmm. cleaning time. Or you would just live in a dirtier house. It's yeah, really that's nice what to have I a do. super that's clean what house. I do. Um, and it also like reduces overall marital tension because you're not arguing about who didn't do what or whatever. You're not you're not pissed because you're ruining a Saturday afternoon cleaning. Yeah. Um, and then it also uh, gives us time to go do something else. So when the housekeeper's here, that's when we run errands. That's when we go shopping and stuff. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. Costco at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, boy. <laughs> and it, if I really wanted to take it another step, I wouldn't even do that. I would yeah, just have would stuff there. Yeah, you would get a task rabbit. Which, is, which is what we do for the most part. We um, we buy a lot of on Amazon or have it shipped yeah. here or whatever. Amazon so we don't Prime, even go, baby. Don't even go shopping much anymore. But um, yeah. I do actually enjoy doing a couple of errands. It kind of makes you feel like a, a real human being once in a while. Yeah, it's nice of you to kind of like slum it with the rest of us, Corbett. Yeah. You know, come back down to earth a little bit every now just and again. optimizing. It's just hard, so hard to find a parking spot for the yacht, you know? Um, 
So listen, in a, in a few minutes we have remaining, do we have uh, some, some, some rich tips on how to actually find good service providers? I always say ask your network of people because it's a crapshoot if you just go online to a site like Elance or Odesk or whatever and try to find someone yeah. random to do stuff. And we should say people, when he says crapshoot, not, uh, he's not talking about like shooting crap. He's, shot, he's talking about the game Craps. Where you're rolling dice and you're just kind of hopeful and who knows we'll see what happens. The odds are yeah, we can say sort of against you. Yeah, uh, sort of against you. But you're right. It's like this random sort of like I gosh I hope the best for this one. You know. Yeah. Would you say that Corbett? Like ask the people or like Absolutely. find people that did something that you can see or listen to or watch and find out the person behind that. And yeah. then reach out to that person. Yeah, if you if there's some work that you admire, you know, online design work or something, find out who did it, you know, look for someone that way. But, you know, absolutely. Ask the people in your network or if you know of someone who you've heard like on a podcast mm-hmm. uses some sort of service, like if somebody heard us talking about some service that we use, like yeah. I, I would not mind if a stranger wrote and said, "Hey, I, I heard you mention that you use X, you know, housekeeping or accounting or whatever it is." Yeah. Um can you make a recommendation? I'm happy to do that all day long. So that's mm-hmm. one way to do it. Another thing is um, attending conferences, uh, conferences and expanding your network. Yeah. That's important because you never know who you're going to run into, who you're going to get to know. It turns out that you know Chase was a designer, and I met him at a conference, and and that was important. Yeah. Um, it turns out that Caleb uh, is a uh, great um, wow, underwater really, basket really weaver. I don't know. Yeah. He's Caleb is just a great guy. I was thinking about that. He's just like, hey, my name's Caleb. I do it all, and I do it all well, and I'll get it done. So uh, you guys want to hang out? Or, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think I do, actually. And then like what beyond you? your network of people, think about your audience, too. I know, Corbett, I'm working with you because you posted a blog post, and Barrett's working with us because you posted a blog post. And you never yeah. know people that you kind of know or like that are sort of in your network. You would know that they're actually interested in something. Unless yeah. you make it super public like you did. That's true. That's true. If you're looking for someone, just start telling everybody you know, you know, hey, I really need a great accounting service. You know, who can you recommend? You're going to mm-hmm. get a bunch of recommendations. Yeah. Uh, and it makes me think of a, a, like, and I'm a dead horse with this thing that you can just beat me um, or whatever, however the saying goes. If you, like you said, Corbett, spend some time going to these events, getting to know people. So imagine if you started your business and you said, okay, I'm going to do this sort of thing and it's going to take like three years to really figure it out and like make it what it's supposed to be. Um, so in that three years, what do I need to be doing? I need to be like writing stuff, trying to figure things out, growing an audience in a small way. I also need to be uh, meeting people. So let's plan on going to conferences and things like that. If you had that kind of mindset about your thing, you're going to save yourself so much pain and struggle compared to like, what am I going to do next month for, for income? Like, when am I going to quit my job? Like all of this stuff is, these are, these are, uh, these are fake constraints, and they, they breed, for in certain kinds of people, they breed uh, only fear and, and anxiety and sort of, that, that you don't, you're not going to have your most creative and joyful thoughts in the making there, you know? So if you take the time to actually say, like, over the course of this year, I'm going to try to find, you know, someone good to partner with or to work with on a regular occasion uh, to... To be a part of, that I can be the brand thing for, or that they can be the brand person, the design, the, the tech person for me, or something like that. Man, how, how expansive 
can your vision for your thing end up being if you came at it that way? And that, that would be my sort of, uh, my, my big so takeaway. So expansive, bro. Super, soups expansive. You just blew my mind. I just be yo M. You just bead my M. <laughs> Wait, BMs. BMs. That means something. That means something else. That's more crap shoots. I got that, that. That's my like little summary bit. What do you What do you guys think? What do you got? I love it. I love your summary bit, Caleb. Mine would be to do those three lists because when I made those the first time, I was like, "Oh yeah, I really hate doing this, and I really should be doing this, but I'm not." And like those lists really helped me just kind of see. It also like just helped me see like things that I should be doing, like but not hire someone else to do. So it's helpful even if you can't afford to hire someone else. Like just make those lists and like you can see, okay, I actually hate doing this thing, but it's important. So I'm going to keep doing it or I hate this thing and it's not important. So I should have stopped. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to say this whole, the whole past two days has been a giant farce and that what you should do is do everything yourself. Oh, reduce, reduce, (laughs) reduce the scope of everything to the point where you can handle it yourself. Big deal. Yeah. So, you know, really like just look at all the tasks that are on your plate, examine all of your assumptions about how much of it you has to get done and just start, uh, you know, learning as much as you can and reducing the scope of that thing until those two meet in the middle and you can actually accomplish it yourself. Yeah. And now what I'm really, I'm, I'm curious to hear, um, from the listeners here, I'd love it if you would land on on the page where this is 063, right? Yeah, fizzleshow.co slash 63. Okay. If you go to fizzleshow.co slash 63, I'd love to hear what you have delegated before, if you have a story there that you can share. And if you haven't, I'd love to hear of the things that are you're doing in your business, the thing that you most would like to delegate. Mm-hmm. And I bet we could get a great conversation going on there and potentially find some people to delegate things to right, and from one another. That, yeah, are good exactly. Things. I yeah. just, I mean, you, there's so many listeners to the show now. There's so many who are dealing with some of some problems that you could probably solve and vice versa. So, um, so do land on that. If you do get a chance, head over there and let us know what, what you've delegated before, what that experience was like. If you learned any tips, tricks, hacks, TTTs, uh, TTH, these sorts of things. I have been Chase Wojcik Reeves. I've been Corbett Wojcik Bar. <laughs> and I've been Caleb Wojcik. <laughs> I love that that you saying your last name is actually a joke in that context. Like that, that that's the punchline. <laughs> that you just saying it regularly. Just bum, my bum, name bum. is the punchline. <laughs> yeah. Bum, 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 bum. So there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 63 is where you're going to find links and show notes and conversation about this episode. Uh, there's also a video there of, or a link to a video of Chris Ducker laying out the, uh, the three lists to freedom thing that he goes through, uh, which is actually great. Caleb mentioned it in the show. That's F I Z Z L E show.co slash 63. Here's a iTunes rating from, uh, from Dame St. John in the U.S. Dame says, pod crushing like crazy. Five stars. So I think I my pod crushed this morning. Found myself choosing the older Fizzles episodes over the new podcasts others are putting out. I've been listening to these guys so much I've tuned out everything else. All my recent laughs and aha moments can be credited to this podcast. Keep up the great work, peeps. Aw, thanks so much, Dame St. John. 
Seriously, can't really believe the names you people pick in iTunes. They're astounding. Listen, our goal here at The Fizzle Show is to help budding business builders feel more comfortable in their own skin. When you leave us a review, you help us get to those indie entrepreneurs struggling and fighting and digging and worrying, people just like you. So help us. Tell your friends. Share an episode that you've loved and and leave us an iTunes review. Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. You guys are the best. No matter how hard it gets or how hot it gets in the work that you're doing, rest in the company of good friends and remember that you, my friend, are not alone. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. And talk to you next Fizzle Friday.